Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 537. This is the 537th edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. Yes, we are back still. And this is the awareness edition here at the Caffeination. Hopefully you are out there having a good and wonderful week. I am Paul. I'm Steve. Yes, he's back, folks. So we are here to give you a wonderful bit of geek cruft caffeinated news and food and caffeinated bits rather and then our final thought before we head you out on your way today is the awareness edition because we're going to touch on some uh, very serious topics about halfway through the show we usually like to try and keep it light so we are going to do that for most of the show but there's some stuff that's happened recently been in the news and we want to try and touch on it a little bit before we get out in front of anything else so of course, I come back for this. <laughs> yeah, I know. So this is some serious stuff. We're bringing Steve in mainly because we're talking about alcohol. And no, <laughs> no, we're bringing Steve back because uh, he just happened to show up today. So it's been quite a while since we've done the Wednesday dinners. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since the Wednesday dinners, and it's probably been how many years since the caffeination? Uh, I made a mistake on the last episode. It's been six years, but uh, the last episode was actually in 2012. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, uh, we kept writing until for a year and a half after that, but yeah, so all right. But uh, as I say in the show notes, the, it's great to talk about serious stuff every once in a while, but a little nonsense now and then is cherished by the wisest men, and we like to think we're both little wiseacres. So this show is full of nonsense. As always, The Caffeination is sponsored by Puzzle Piece Productions, design that fits. You can head on over to www.puzzlepiecepro.com to check out more about what my web design company does. Uh, if you are looking to get in touch with us, you can email me at paul at caffeination.com. Or steve at caffeination.com. The email address still works. I think you still use it, don't you? Every now and then. Okay. Uh, and you can get in touch with me on Twitter at caffeination, C-A-F-F-I-N-A-T-I-O-N dot. And uh, the website that you are hopefully listening to this to is www.caffinatio.com. Last but most certainly not least, if you'd like to leave us audio feedback, you can do so via a voicemail at 215-240-1319. It's been a while since we did that one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, up first, what's geeky in your life this week? <laughs> in the past six years, what have you done? Absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. No, no, nothing. Uh, I've just been enjoying the free games on Xbox. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I I really enjoy the fact that they do that. You know, with uh, for those of you who are not in the know or in the PlayStation Network, uh, for our subscri- the cost of our subscription, we get two to three games free every month yeah, for Xbox Live. Yeah, it's two games every now and then. They'll throw a third in there, but yeah, it's uh, both Xbox 360 games and. Xbox One. So even though I didn't have the Xbox One for a couple years, I was still able to collect the games and had a decent uh, collection when I got it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious how big of a data you had, uh, the collection you had. <laughs> uh, I think I have like 47 games or something like that that were just taken from Xbox Live Gold. Wow. So uh, yeah, I, I was pretty ri- uh, religious getting in there, hitting them, and getting out, just downloading them, deleting them. 
But, uh, all right, the biggest fun thing that I've been doing recently is I've been trying to get back into a shape that isn't round. <laughs> so uh, we, I bought a bike, and I've been using fitness trackers for a while. I mean, you you used to have the Fitbit. I used to. I've had probably two or three, and after about two or three months, I've always lost them. They're always falling out, dropping, and I gave up. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I've had one for almost six years now. Nice. Uh, I've had three different iterations of it, but um, lately I've been using the tracking feature with both that and Map My Run for riding my bike. So it's kind of fun because you have to start like 15 different apps before you actually get to getting. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm sitting out there like a complete and total dork. I got my helmet on. I got I got my everything but knee pads, and I'm sitting there like trying to start the app on my phone, put the phone in my pocket, put the special uh, earphones in that I can still hear the stuff that's going on around me, and then I start the thing that's on my watch, and then it monitors my heart rate while I'm doing this. It's not really helping me lose weight yet, but it is keeping uh, <laughs> keeping everything else going. So that's kind of fun. That's what that's what I'm doing, geeky, right now. At least for an hour and a half, it takes you till. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like 25 minutes, 30 minutes later, and then all of a sudden, okay, I can start now. It's like, well, you haven't been moving for 20 minutes. <laughs> Workout pause. <Yeah. laughs> all right. The first thing that we have up for you here is actually something that I know the well-meaning techs across our listener base are going to hear. You're going to hear it from all those people that share those memes that are, or the memes or the other things that are proven false by a trip to Snopes or your other favorite uh, fact-checking site. Um, Facebook is starting to charge, but they're not starting to charge for the things that you think they are. They're not starting to charge for normal people access. They're starting to allow group administrators to charge a fee per month to belong to their group. So if you belong to, like, outdoorsman groups or stuff like that, I think the first two that they're actually putting out there are going to be home cleaning... Oh, sorry, there's three. Parenting groups, cooking groups, and home cleaning groups are the first ones that are going to get the new feature. The price point? is anywhere from four ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine a month. And all of this money goes directly back to the group admin. I'm so still, I'm still stuck on the home cleaning group. Yeah, yeah parenting, <laughs> cooking, and home cleaning group. I don't know exactly why that got all lumped together, but I guess they're some of the most popular groups that they have on Facebook right now. But, um, yeah, I don't think I would pay for access to a site like that. Nah. I have enough other stuff like Netflix and things like that that I'd rather be paying for. And they're more important. The, the, to me, they are. I mean, that's where I go to get my Luke Cage fix. <laughs> All right, so just to let you know, if you see somebody sharing that Facebook is starting to charge, Facebook is not technically charging. They are allowing other people to charge for access to parts of the groups within Facebook. So just to allow you to, to kind of wrap your head around that one. Now, I found out this by over at uh, ChristopherSPenn.com. Chris Penn is a longtime uh, person that I've been following in the podcasting space. He started connecting to people back on MySpace. He does unbelievable work when it comes to uh, 
the real hardcore data analysis and AI and SEO and all the other businessy side of things, the things that you really don't listen to the Caffeination podcast to figure out. That's what his site is all about. That's what his entire Ballywick would be. So you can head on over there. Yes, Ballywick. <laughs> it's back. Uh, I'm still thinking we need to bring up a MySpace page for Caffeination. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if you want to head on over there, he sends out a, a email every week, and there's about 50 links in there that you can get your uh, business on. So MySpace for the Caffeination. What That's would right. that even look like? be horrible all right next story that we got coming up for you here barbie has entered into a new career yes barbie which now comes in any one of four skin tones because actually uh, i'm a big proponent of this i think it's a really good idea because you know representation matters so when a kid sees somebody who looks like them doing something it kind of opens a door that wouldn't otherwise be open but this robotics engineer barbie is more than a normal Barbie. It actually teaches kids how to code. So the kids can have access to a website that takes them through a bunch of metagames that shows them how programs work. And they can actually sit there and push things together. And through a site called Tinker, they can actually get the to wrap their head around the, these concepts. I think this is really cool. I'm, I'm amazed at how much Barbie can do. Barbie, and you know what the funny thing is, and I, I freely admit this, there's a Barbie show on Netflix called Life is in the Dream House. My daughter watches it, and the comedy in that is unbelievably sophisticated for a show like it is. First of all, whenever anybody brings up how old Barbie is, she always changes the subject. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, because a lady doesn't tell her age. Never. But she does, however, keep a running count and her closet, which is uh, sentient, her sentient closet, uh, keeps a running count of all of the different things that she has done, all of her different careers. And they come into play. So she's been an astronaut, a doctor, and everything like that. So she's like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, back when I was a doctor, and she'll go through and, like, pull out the med kit to fix somebody. <laughs> and I, th- I thought that was kind of cool. So as a way of youth empowerment, Barbie and their brand are now reaching out to the latest career robotics engineer. So... <laughs> They have a couple uh, other fun careers that they uh, mentioned here. So she's been a musician, an astronaut, a pastry, a chef, robotics engineer now, a farmer, and a beekeeper. I was unaware of the beekeeper. Uh, that's a new one, beekeeper. Yeah, so you know, we got to save the bees. Without the bees, there are no, there's nothing else. <laughs> all right, speaking of the birds and the bees. All right, no, not speaking of them at all, because this is the caffeination. We are a child-safe and family-friendly <laughs> show. Uh, but Steam, the wonderful place where you can go to get all those good old games, it, but not good old games, because that's a different website. Uh, Steam is actually having their summer sale right now. So if you head on over to store.steampowered.com, you can see they have anywhere from 50% off to 70% off. And there's some really neat games they have here from all the way down to uh, some of the more indie things to Pure Farming 2018. You know what? I I, I know a guy who actually bought, uh, a couple of years ago, bought the farming thing for an Xbox. And, and he, he loved it. And, of course, he's from New Jersey, and he but originally from the South. So, it, so I, I never got farming? to see it. But I forget what it was called, but it, it was the same exact thing. And it's... <laughs> 
I don't get where the fascination is to. I'm not. I'm not spending fourteen ninety nine on it. Nah. I mean, maybe if it goes down to like five dollars, I might throw some uh, <laughs> coin at it to see exactly what the pure farming is. I mean, can you do you get taken over by GMO seed corporations? <laughs> I mean, you know what? We're probably going to get hate mail because there's a lot of pro farmer. Uh, <laughs> that'd be fine too. <laughs> <laughs> but here's one for your dad: Euro Truck Simulator. Oh. <laughs> So Steve's father works in the uh, trucking industry. Uh, apparently, you can do all kinds of stuff and manage loads all over Europe. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, he he needs to branch out. He already has the continental U.S. covered. Yeah, that's right. I'll keep him and, occupied. And he worked on, and he uh, was watching Ice Road trucking for a while. That he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a whole bunch of other different games that they're talking about, and the sale constantly updates. So everything from uh, Doom, which is down 50%, to Endless Space and a whole bunch of other ones. Uh, so you head on over there and check it out. The other announcement coming out of Steam very recently is that they're actually allowing developer and publisher homepages so that, you know... Uh, Epic Games, for instance, if they had content on Steam, would have their own publisher page, and they can share betas and charge for access to betas uh, on the page. So 2K, Paradox, and Raw Fury Games are three of the ones that they had up there. But uh, I think that's kind of cool. Like it, It's one cohesive place where you can go to kind of check out the different betas that are there. Yeah, yeah especially games that are coming up and yeah. stuff like that. I, th- I think it's perfect. Yeah, and I love the fact that some of the indie developers can actually get in there and get featured because they said right now the the page that's going to be a listing of all these publishers is relatively small, but they could see that it's going to get hard to manage very soon down the line. So they would rather uh, have a featured item at the top, so they're going to have a couple different featured publishers every month or something like that. That's neat. Yeah, so I mean, it, if, as, as if there aren't enough games out there for us to, to play right now. All right, now the next thing, the man who plays no games, there's a gentleman who spent way too much time, in my opinion, but I think it's actually really cool, uh, (laughs) doing a cosplay suit of a Predator, and then he modified his custom chopper to be a xenomorph skeleton. And this one's from over at technobob.com. Thoughts? (laughs) I mean, this is Alien versus Predator... Versus Easy Rider. I had a nightmare on the roadways. That's what that is. I think it has three wheels. Either that or the engine's just exceedingly low. I can't tell if that's a third wheel or not. It looks like that the engine's just low. I would assume, but again. I mean, I also can't imagine trying to control something like that while you're dressed up that heavily. I mean, would you go any faster than like 15 miles an hour? No, no. <laughs> So I mean, it has the traditional chopper handlebars where it's really up high, where the you know ones that give you like shoulder issues and whatnot. But it also has like the uh, I don't even know how to describe the costume that that's on it because I can't picture where the gentleman's head and his helmet is in relation to his eyes. Like, is he looking out of the thing's mouth? I mean, that's yeah, t- that's a tough. It looks like. Nah, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I think maybe it's coming out the eyes. So this is for the they uh, shared it from the YouTube channel Viral Hog. I'm gonna have to go through <laughs> uh, 
this to check it out a little bit more, but I wanted to share that with the group. And speaking of xenomorphs, uh, they just found this out. All I know, although I know it's an older story, uh, Paisley Abbey in Scotland uh, was doing a refurbishing early in the early 2000s, and three of the rain spouts gargoyles that were up at the very top of the abbey, or not three, twelve of the rain spouts had to be replaced because they were so badly deteriorated. Well, one apparently was sculpted to look like a xenomorph, and no one noticed for years because it's so high up. So there's a close-up picture that we shared in the show notes. There's not really much else to say. No, no. It's it's a church with an alien on it. It's a nice Easter egg. I I would say that's a really good Easter egg. All right, now the next thing, sticking with the whole Predator vibe and Xenomorph vibe... Uh, there is an all-new The Predator trailer. Now, before we uh, got into recording the show today, um, The Predator hasn't had the same success, at least in my mind, that the Alien movies have. Right. Yeah, I mean, it it started off like gangbusters with the first one. It's a good movie for what it was at the time. But some of the ones that came after, they just didn't live up to the hype. But I gotta say, this movie just called The Predator is basically like the Predator 2.0. It's, it's, I think it has the opportunity to be a really neat movie. I think so. I think it's a good, uh, I think, I think it's a good way to bring it back. So why don't you go ahead and describe a little what you saw and how, how you'd go into it. I, I wouldn't, I couldn't even tell you. It's, it's, from the way the trailer looks, it, it's almost a revamp, uh, it's all, um, uh, it's hard to say. It's, it's, so, yeah, the it's, trailer's it's, great. It looks either you got your funny parts as you see in the trailer. It's just... it's definitely rated R, um, at least. Um, it it does. I would say that you're probably right. It is. It it does seem to be a little bit of a revamp of the first one because it's you know Rangers. Yeah. Except was he a Ranger? Or was he a Green Beret or something? Or was um, no Rambo was the Green Beret. Rambo was the Green Beret. <laughs> it was it was the uh, Army Rangers. Yes. So, yeah, and Schwarzenegger was the ranger. So I didn't see one guy in this one who's going to be the jacked ranger. Right. I, 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 watching the trial, I never... I, you, you can't distinguish who it is that's like pretty much going to be like the Schwarzenegger of this Predator. Yeah, and the funny thing about it is that both Steve and I looked at each other after we watched it. There's one particular actor who's in it that really seems to stand out yeah, he's def- he definitely doesn't fit. Yeah, Ke- Keegan Michael Key as an as an army ranger. Unless the dude's ripped, and I just don't know about it. He's the comic relief, so good on him. I think it's fantastic, but it's just one of those things where I'm looking at it going, that's just not something I saw happening. <laughs> I mean, I can see him in a lot of things, but this was not one I nah, pictured. This definitely isn't one of them. So I mean, it, it, he's kind of he has that kind of like Ryan Reynolds vibe about him. Yeah, he, he could pretty much go off the cuff and say anything to anybody and it would probably end up funny but, i agree yeah but i could kind of see him ending very bloody very quick yeah, he, he seems like he might be one of the first to go <laughs> <laughs> you we're gonna call you cannon fire yeah. <laughs> all right switching gears a lot and this tool you might actually be able to use to switch gears but over from yanko design there's a full-on pe- uh, rollerball pen multi-tool hybrid that actually allows you to solve your problems in more ways than one. So I have a fountain pen tool that's similar to this. It only has a 
it's a ruler, a fountain pen, and a bubble level, and a screwdriver, all in one. So, yeah, it's a lot of different stuff. <laughs> but but this just really went hard in on the actual screwdriver component. So it's a rollerball pen that's a refillable cartridge that has a touch point tip that the rollerball pen goes through. And then onto this, you screw all kinds of different uh, accoutrements. So you have flathead, you have Phillips. I'm pretty sure there's a star nut driver in there, or hex head. Um, so... They have a little animated GIF that you can follow through, and it seems to be kind of neat and a relatively interesting system that they got going there. It's very sleek. Yeah, it's it's hypnotic watching it switch <laughs> back and forth. So, And then the top is held together by magnets, so you don't have these things rattling around in it all day. It's uh, kind of neat, so head on over there and check that out. All right, now moving right along, we get along to one of the stories that I've wanted to talk about for a while because... Uh, when I first stopped doing the caffeination, I, I would still collect the stories, and this story was in my my to-write-about box for the longest time because it's just so cool. But a guy by the name of Bob Kramer and Anthony Bourdain uh, are actually melting meteors into knives. Now, Bob is a master bladesmith, and he is the only master bladesmith in the country who is certified to make kitchen knives. So his blades are forged in his workshop. He used to be a chef, so he ended up making extra money by sharpening his friend's knives, and then he got into forging the knives. And when you watch the video that we linked to, this actually allows you to walk back through a episode of something called Raw Craft with Anthony Bourdain, and... It's a really, really good episode, so if you have some time later on, I'd suggest that you watch it. But it's it it's taken this thing from, like, absolute uh, slag steel down to this beautiful Damascus blade. And uh, Anthony's watching along the way, and he's, you know, after they finish forging the blade, he makes dinner with it. So you see him in in the guy's workshop cutting onions and slicing tomatoes down just where he's peeling the skin off a tomato with no pressure on the knife. It sounds like one of the one of those infomercials, but wait, there's more. Yeah, oh, and there is more because the the meal that they end up prepare, preparing is this uh like peach chutney with all these other flavors in it and then to cook the protein which is smoked salmon they heat the me- the meteor the other chunk of meteor up in the blast furnace put it in an induction coil put a sp- plank of cedar across it and put it into a uh, japanese smoker wow with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, salmon sitting right across the top and then uh, bob and anthony sit down for a nice meal <laughs> with some good bourbon <laughs> So that that kind of uh, we winds me into the next thing. Anthony Bourdain, unfortunately, passed very recently. In fact, there's been a lot of rather prominent celebrity deaths in the past couple years related to mental health issues. And I know I alluded to it on the last episode, but I myself have struggled kind of greatly most of my life without even realizing it with mental health issues. Um, then the the kind of insidious part about it is you trust your brain to be able to tell you when things are wrong with you. So if your brain is the thing that's wrong with you, you're never really sure what you're thinking. And 
it got dark at sometimes, it got light at sometimes, and it, it took a rather long and arduous process of uh, finally admitting that I had problems and reaching out for help to realize that the state of mental health help in our country is really crappy. There's no other way to go around saying it. I mean, I know people who've had like full-on mental breakdowns, and I was close. I didn't actually have that, but they have full-on mental breakdowns, and the only thing that they could do for these people is institutionalize them. Say, well, you know, we can take you, we can 302 you, and we can put you in the hospital, we'll put you under care, and that's it. It's like, but maybe the person is terrified of going in the hospital. Maybe that's one of the things that they're scared about. There's no emergency room for mental health care. There's no way to drop in and try and figure out what's going on. And, for instance, when I started trying to go see a psychologist, I was already seeing a therapist. And when I went to go see a psychologist at the same place, or psychiatrist, I always get them confused, whoever gives you pills. Uh, when I went to go see the guy who gives you the pills to try and make the other things work because therapy wasn't working on its own, um, the, the wait time was three months. And I got to tell you, that was more disheartening than most other things that I experienced during the process. So it's it's kind of hard. And one of the biggest thing, challenges that I actually found is a, is the, a little bit about the next link that we have in the podcast. It's mental health awareness videos that were actually created and then shared. There's five different ones. The first one's what is depression. second one is what is the, the psychology of narcissism, debunking myths of OCD, what is bipolar disorder, and final one is the psychology of post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, personally, I have what is called bipolar depression. I also have OCD, but I don't have the OCD that you see on TV. And I never thought that what I had was OCD because I didn't touch things 15 times in a row. I didn't turn the light switch on and off 15 times. And I didn't have to straighten everything obscenely. In fact, that that's pretty much the opposite of what I would do. I would actually go out of my way to make sure that the patterns weren't there. And I had these constant and repeating thoughts and, and ruminations that would go over and over and over in my head. And for bipolar depression, it's not the, the true manic depression that everybody seems to think, where it's really crazy high and really crazy low. It's highs and lows that you can't control, that where sometimes it gets really dark for a really long period in time, and then there's other times where you don't sleep for three days, or you sleep for like two hours. So actually having a name for what you have, and self-diagnosing is not really a good idea in a lot of the ways, but if you start to see some of the similarities in what people are putting out there, then it, it really kind of helps to normalize what you're going through. It needs to be more along the lines of a common ailment that just needs to be treated and less along the lines with, well, that guy's crazy because crazy doesn't work. <laughs> um, so there's a couple links that we have here that hopefully some people might be able to find help. Uh, if you are currently in a dark place, there is a full-on list of international suicide hotlines. So no matter where you are hearing this podcast, there is somewhere close to you that can help you reach out and hopefully talk you off whatever uh, dark path that you happen to currently be on. There's another thing that we have called uh, Not Okay at NotOKAPP.com. So if you know somebody who's currently experiencing uh, re relatively serious mental issues, or if uh, you yourself happen to be, you can download this app 
And if you ha- they they say that having the strength to reach out for help is one of the hardest things that you can find. And I got to say that it is when you're having those moments and you need to be able to reach out and say, hey, look, I need help. I need somebody to come over. I need to get away from whatever is going on. Um, it's hard. So this app allows you to set up a contact list so that all you have to do is hit one button and basically says that I'm not okay and I need people to come here and it will send it out to a full contact list along with a message that you allow it to. So it's completely under your control. Nobody else can do it for you, but it's a way to kind of give yourself like that life alert style thing right. so that uh, you, can, you can really help yourself or help somebody you love. And then the last little thing is one of the guides that I uh, found particularly helpful. Uh, this is from mentalhealthamerica.net. Um, there's a whole list of uh, screening tools that they use, and I used one of them as when I was going back and forth about what really is this? Is this depression? Is this bipolar? What is this? I don't know what's wrong. Is there something even wrong? And this isn't the same thing as like a Facebook quiz where find out what uh, <laughs> what Disney character or villain you are. These are questions that are kind of put together by mental health professionals that are trying to help you realize what's what's actually going on. And, and again, it's more to normalize it. So May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. We're just running a little late on pretty much everything. It's around six years too late. <laughs> so uh, thanks for sticking with us through that. Uh, moving right along to the food and caffeinated bits. Uh, we have a French press review. Now, here's the weird thing about restarting the podcast. There was about five years where I didn't get any requests for reviews. Nobody contacted me at all for, hey, here's a free game. Hey, here's a free anything. Hey, would you like to look at this except for Kickstarter pledges? We're like, hey, would you like to give us money and we'll give you a game? I'm like, that's how buying and selling normally works. That's not a normal podcast thing. So the the past month, I've received two products. The one I didn't even ask for. It just showed up. <laughs> and that was a week before I started the podcast up. Wow. And then the second one uh, from Sterling Pro French Press uh, Coffee Makers actually showed up uh, in my email box. They're like, hey, we'd like to send you this, and could you please do a review of it for us? So I said, sure. And sure enough, the thing showed up on my doorstep, and it's... It's everything that you would expect it to be. It's a French press, so it's relatively simple. You put the coffee in, you put the water in, and then you press, like the French do. And the only thing that's different about it is that this has two filter screens, where most French presses, in fact all French presses, have one filter screen that I've seen. So it actually filters out a lot of the extra sediment and a lot of the extra grounds that usually pass by the first one. It also... Uh, allows for the filter screen itself to get pressed right up against the glass a little bit firmer and a little bit tighter. Um, <laughs> the other thing that that's really interesting about this is that it, it hit the price point as well. It's only $20. Wow. So some of the other French presses that are out there are 40 or 50 It's an 8-cup French press. It has plastic accessories or uh, accents on it, but it has a glass carafe and stainless steel innards, and everything's replaceable, and it's only $20. The best part is, if you are a listener of the Caffeination Podcast or a reader of the Caffeination blog, you get 15% off using the code Q... Oh, sorry, ready? Ready? 
O5QQTGGH. Or if you click the link in our show notes, you should be able to get it. So if you don't feel like reading that, you can click the link in the show notes and be able to head on over there to caffeination.com, and it'll take you to the Amazon page. We also have the potential to run a contest for 99% off these that we are going to get back to you on. So uh, hopefully you uh, head on over there and read up on that. Now, getting back into the mental health thing for just a minute, because I had multiple people say this to me, does coffee cause anxiety? The answer isn't simple, but we will break it down. Coffee does not cause anxiety. I broke it down. Coffee, however, can make the symptoms of anxiety exponentially worse if you are drinking a lot of coffee. Something I found out. (laughs) So, if I'm in a manic phase or an upward phase and I decide to try and drink a pot of coffee, things go south very quickly. And especially when you're not sleeping that much coffee really does a number on you. So, monitoring my coffee intake and drinking about three to four cups of coffee a day instead of like the six to eight or ten that I was drinking before. So I'm much more down to the human levels now and I feel uh, a lot better for it. (laughs) So, just wanted to share that with the group, that no coffee doesn't cause anxiety. So, as I'm going through this really heartfelt plea about all this stuff, it's like, well, this guy obviously drinks four pots of coffee a day. I wonder why he has mental health issues. Could be. (laughs) Could be. Maybe. Maybe not. But still. All right. Now, some people actually, I shared a link to an article. I usually don't like to touch on the medical stuff because, honestly, most medical things relating to coffee is kind of like saying um, I don't even know another uh, comparison to it but there's a lot of back and forth when it comes to the medical information that comes out about coffee. Well, if you drink four cups of coffee a day, you'll never die. If you drink five, you'll have bird wings. I mean, and then it's like, oh, but if you drink six, (laughs) you you might end up getting cancer. None of those are true, but Uh, some people choose to go through something called a coffee detox. That sounds very horrible. But if you have trouble with anxiety, a coffee detox might be for you. So I shared a link over to Psychology Today and a wonderful article by by, uh, Jennifer Garam who decided that uh, she was going to give up coffee and she found other things in life that were much better for her. Uh, Unfortunately, as I read to the end of the article, and I don't want to kind of ruin everything and bury the lead here, but... She says she enjoying a occasional decaf wouldn't be so bad, but uh, she says you know I've someone some days I feel like life without coffee, like a life without warm Italian bread, melted butter, or life without ice cream is bleak and barren. You know what? I would kind of agree with that, and that's kind of why I went down the path I did, and I just reduced and moderated my consumption as opposed to eliminating completely, because you know I I get enjoyment from it. This uh, this lady really uh, she goes to Starbucks for iced green tea now, and I just can't do that. Nah, I like tea, but not not that much. All right, and there's also another article that I shared from Death Wish Coffee that, that talks about coffee and anxiety and why coffee is making you anxious. So I just shared the link for you to actually. Uh, read up a little bit about that. One of the things is that coffee, yes, actually does increase the stress hormone cortisol in your bloodstream. So it can cause insomnia, but not the psychiatric insomnia. (laughs) 
It can be linked to different psychiatric disorders, and it can increase anxiety with taking certain medications. So you need to monitor what you are taking in all forms. So just to put that out there. All right, now to go something not coffee and not medical related, except if you consider a heart attack medical. Um, This is quite possibly one of the largest spare rib organizations that I've ever seen. It's it's a plating of spare ribs that looks like something from the Flintstones. Yeah. yeah. This is a brontosaurus rib. <laughs> and brontosaurus don't even exist. So, um, it's actually an apatosaurus with a different skull. Uh, it looks... I didn't even catch this because I thought it was sauce originally, but Steve caught that it actually looks like it's filled with mashed potatoes. So it's a circular circular arrangement of massive beef ribs filled with mashed potatoes and topped with, we think, fried onions, like gar- like fried onion rings. That's what it looks like. Yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's massive. I'm sweating looking at it, which is what you said earlier. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to steal your line. <laughs> Not at all. But, yeah, I'm just looking at it going, there's, there's no way that any of that could be healthy. I mean, I think they have vegetables around there just to scare you. <laughs> now, is that a one-person serving or a two? I, I think it's a one. <laughs> That's a comatose is what that is. Yeah. Now, the next thing also from Food Beast that we have is Disneyland, the one in California, is just about to open Pixar Pier. So there is a review of all of their wonderful treats that are coming out that are related to different Pixar uh, movies and stuff like that. Well, I think they're all movies. I hope Shorts, so. yeah. So they have Monsters, Inc. They have Jack-Jack's Cookie Num-Nums from Incredibles 2, which we both just saw. Correct. Well, how would how would you rate it? Uh, I was that was good. I, I was laughing about that even this morning. Uh, just some of the parts. So on a scale of uh, ten, what would you give it? I'd give it about a seven or eight. Okay, I thought, I, that, I thought that was good. I, I was giving it an eight or a nine. I don't think quite uh, up or Toy Story three. Nah, nah, nah. But but uh, definitely definitely uh, definitely definitely <laughs> definitely had some good laughs. Oh yeah, great laughs. So some of the highlights for this are uh, Jack's Cookie Num Num, Senor Buzz's uh, Churros from Toy Story, and I personally uh, love Bing Bong's Sweet Stuff from Inside Out. So if that is a candy-wrapped bit of cotton candy, then I think it really wins all the internets today. But I think it might just be a cake pop. I thought it was a candy apple at first. I hope it's not a candy apple. That would just be horrible. And there's, of course, there's no uh, descriptions of these things yet, but hey. Uh, next thing we have up for you here is from over at DearCoffeeILoveYou.com. A uh, brutalist sculpture meets espresso. So there is a concrete espresso machine that we talked previously about, but it was an early iteration of this. Now there's two different versions of it. The one is a solid block of concrete with all the innards woven into it and then mel- molded and set. The other one is the same thing, but with linoleum finish. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I kind of love it for the bathroom fixtures. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, the the hot knob that's on it. I, I just think overall it's a really neat looking espresso machine. However, I, much, I wonder how much it weighs. Because I can't imagine it being a light touch. No. No, it, don't, it doesn't look light. 
So this is definitely not going on an end table or a side table. <laughs> this is going in the back part of the uh, the dash there. All right, next thing we have up for you. I, for one, welcome our robotic burger cooking overlords. So uh, there's a restaurant called, it's a startup restaurant called Creator. They have a robot that cooks burgers. I don't know how I feel about this. That's kind of scary. Yeah, I, I mean, if the first burgers, then what, us? Maybe. So I, I kind of hope that it doesn't work out. It seems like a neat idea, but, you know, short order cooks kind of a... A skill there. You got to be able to know when to flip the patty and when to let it go. I mean, if if they had somebody coming in there and said, "I want that Welly Doon," you, you needed to have it Welly Doon. Uh, you got the AIs these uh, days. They're they're getting smarter. Yeah, of course. It probably just measures uh, temperature of the meat and does probably. it all sciency like. Nah, can't be science. Nah, science. All right, now we get into the fun stuff. The last uh, little section we got for you here. Gin is a curious thing. Uh, Steve and I happen to both enjoy gin. Steve enjoys it a lot. Yes, I do. So this is a interesting gin that I don't think Steve has ever tried. I know I have never tried. You've never tried this no, brand. I've never even never, heard No, it. neither have I. So it is called Old Curiosity, which is a great name for gin. But um, it is comes in three flavors. Apothecary Rose, which is gold. Lavender and Echinacea, which is purple? Let's go purple. Okay. And Chamomile and Cornflower, which is like a Cornflower Blue. The fun part about it is that once you add the tonic water to these to make a gin and tonic, the chemical reaction unleashes fury and turns the gin different colors. So I believe the Apothecary Rose actually turns pink. I don't know what colors the other ones turn, and that kind of bothers me right now. But I think that's really neat. Now, if it doesn't taste good, it's not going to really... It doesn't really matter. No, right. So I think I think I might have to save up, and then uh, maybe one night we'll toast to the, the caffeination with uh, with some gin there. But I, I, I think it's kind of neat. So uh, next thing that we have up for you here is the new spirit offers the flavors of gin, but with 0% alcohol. Steve's not a fan of that. Not at all. So, for those of you who are anti-decaf coffee, which is me, you would be anti-alcoholist gin. But there are certain teetotalers out there who would like to experience the wonder that is a good and well-crafted gin and tonic without uh, the alcohol. To those people, I say good day. Because, uh, I don't know, apparently it's well-received, but it's just... I guess that's for taste. I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of weird. Yeah. I... It's kind of like old duels. You don't expect craft beer to not have any alcohol in it. <laughs> and not even that, you know, it has to have alcohol to be good. It could be a low alcohol content thing, but right. it's just, I you'd have to be able to notice the difference. Yeah, I, I just... I mean... <laughs> it's, it's not gin. I mean, if there's nothing, I mean, if it's 0%, then it's just not gin. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Might be gin rummy. Me. <laughs> All right. So I was talking with Steve before we started the show. There's a couple different ways you can make gin, uh, some gin cocktails. The one is you uh, crush and mush up uh, different aromatics, and then you put them into the glass with the tonic water and the gin. The other is that you use aromatic-infused gin. And then finally we get to this is uh, Fentiman's aromatic-infused tonic. So you'd use good gin, 
aromatic infused tonic. I think that's kind of neat. It's also a way to get uh, seltzer water. Do you like seltzer water? No. Okay. <laughs> I, lo- I happen to like sparkling water. I like the uh, the the lemon flavored ones and the cranberry ones. So, but you're not a fan of that at all. No. So, I would try this. I mean, I, I would definitely give it a go around. Oh, see. I'd give it a shot, definitely. So, just I mean, even without the gin involved, I'd see how it tastes on its own first, and then you know, for science, I'd have to get some gin. Science. <laughs> and then just for you know to to round out the entire thing, now we have cannabis. Uh, laced sparkling water because it's getting le- uh, to be legal all over the country so, and uh, it's now a thing. You don't need a prescription if you want to have recreational use of cannabis laced uh, sparkling water. You can. So it's only a matter of time before people have cannabis cocktails which would have alcohol and cannabis together and we're probably missing a whole subgenre that's already out there. Is there anything cannabis can't go into? I don't think there is. <laughs> All right, that about wraps it up for the uh, food and caffeinated bits. Should have thought about that a little bit sooner. But the last thing we have here is the final thought. The final thought for today is when you're talking about nonsense and we were talking about some pretty ridiculous stuff today, why not go for the most ridiculous link I've seen all week? A T-Rex foot that has a trash can in it, like the old elephant style one. Except the elephant one was a horrible one, and this is a T-Rex foot. Except, what did you say about it? Small can. It is a tiny trash can that fits into this massive molded custom T-Rex foot. (laughs) I wonder how heavy it is. Like, what is it made of? And the fact that when you're looking at it, it's the same height. It sits the same height as a chair, like the bottom of a chair. And Steve and I are both sitting on stools right now, so it would be a little bit below where we are. But, um, yeah. It'd be be about like a two-foot-tall trash can. At least. But the trash can that goes inside it looks like it's only like eight inches deep. It's like a bathroom trash can. Yeah. And I'm sorry, if I have a T-Rex foot, that sucker's going in the dining room. (laughs) All right, that about wraps it up here for today's Caffeination. It's Caffeination 537. If you are looking for this and any of the other episodes that happen to exist, you can head on over to www.caffination.com. You can email me at paul at caffeination.com. Or steve at caffeination.com. You can find me at Twitter at Caffeination. And we have a Facebook fan page and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you're looking for ways to subscribe, we are still sorting out the iTunes thing. You can add the uh, theme or you can add the stream manually, but you can't click to subscribe because for some reason they deactivated the uh, six year old podcast that didn't have anything in it. But here's the funny thing they still have the original Caffeination podcast when we were over at Podomatic. Nine years ago. They have that one. It's deactivated, but I could reactivate it just with a click of a button. But they don't have the original caffeination from the caffeination URL. So, (laughs) all right. That about wraps it up here. Thank you for listening, and stay caffeinated, people.